This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. another edition of property jam the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property joe why are you giving me that look because it sounded like you forgot what the title of the podcast was Uh, welcome to another edition of shit property jam i'm just keeping you in suspense keeping making sure the listeners are are tuning into the right podcast today edition not episode edition Edition. Edition. yeah that that was the word which um threw me because um i i didn't expect to say edition it sounds like a magazine it does rather than, than a podcast this yeah. can also be known as an episode episode, an episode. Maybe, maybe i'm just having an episode well you already <laughs> did this week because let's just tell listeners what a faff you got into with timings of recording session this week we got i got a, a voice note or matt and, and nile and i got a voice note from matt yesterday going i'm really sorry was it yesterday or it day before just that i'm really sorry i can't do tuesday's uh, studio recording and we were like why you know he's oh i was just busy can't can't make it you know i've just got my diary on a faff i'm so sorry and we're like and niall just went oh well we'll try and find another slot and was like trying to accommodate and i was sitting there scratching my head because this is normally me going it's monday it's monday we said monday why why are we why are we questioning tuesday had to check messages four or five times before i was convinced that actually i wasn't the the, the weird one getting it wrong it was matt totally getting it wrong yeah uh, yeah i totally got the day wrong <laughs> But it's okay. We're here and we are recording an episode of Property Jam. And today, uh, we it's just the three of us. Yay! We're all lonesome. We're all lonesome. So it's been a while since we've done um, a bit of a roundup episode where uh, we look at the world and everything, the property world as, as, as a main focus. Um, but today is a very special day because the world has just um, unlocked a little bit more. Well, maybe not the world, um, but the UK has just UK. unlocked a little bit well, more. Well, England. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not the UK, but England. Has just unlocked <laughs> a little bit more, and I'm getting there because we because we can now go to the pub. I know. Have you I'm been? Not sure, I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Who are which you? Is an, which is a odd thing for me to say. I, I just had to sit back in my chair. I wasn't ready for you to say that. What yeah. You what you're not ready to what what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I am not like, I'm not like, yay, I'm not excited about the pubs opening again. I'm just like, hmm, they're Who opening are again. You? What's, where's Niall? <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's wrong. I may need to see a doctor. Are you, are you is it nervousness about? Go- I, I think it could be an element of we go back to the pubs again and everything's starting to get back to normal. And then we have to go back into lockdown again. Okay. So, so is it, uh, should you just go and enjoy yourself while you can, just in case? I enjoy myself every day. He says, sipping Evian, like. (laughs) (laughs) How I roll these days. I've got forms to fill. I've got Evian to drink. It's fine. I'll do my tap water. Forms to fill, eh? Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, we'll get onto that because we've we've got a bit of a property admin whinge, haven't we? Yeah. And maybe actually, I think because I've been doing this, like, um, health and fitness thing maybe I'm a bit dubious about going back into the pub because normally when I go into a pub I don't know when to leave it 
so it might kind of be counterproductive for my nutrition and my fitness thing that I'm on. It's it's like when you go and buy like multiple packets of sweets or crisps. If you don't buy them, you're not tempted to eat them. If they're in the house, you just find them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and go through them. And my, my favorite bit of this health and fitness kick is the dark chocolate, which I'm allowed to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I weigh it out. And I've realized that if I get it in like in a, in squares, like in a bar, yeah. um, it's only about six squares. Whereas if I get them in button form, it's about like 20 of them. Oh, is it really? Same weight, same amount of chocolate, but massively mentally different. Well, so we know how you, we, you've got history with weighing things. So are, so are you sure you've got it right? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so he's completely screwed up his nutrition plan because apparently he's been only eating a third of his carbs, which is why in like a day he's lost like four and a half kg or something ridiculous. No, that was three, three weeks I lost four and a half Step, kilos. That's a heap uh, of weight. I, I, was, I was measuring the right weight. I was just measuring the wrong thing. I measured the last <laughs> that it was cooked rather than before it was cooked. It's so, not his point. Um, yeah, yeah, fine. But no, the, the chocolate comes as chocolate, whether it's you know cooked or non-cooked. So uh, yeah, I'll weigh that out and and it just sit there and munch on my. But it, it, it's similar to having you know, if you have that a plate which is big, you fill the plate and you finish the plate. If the plate is smaller, you fill the plate, but you have a lot less to eat. So if you, you want to, if you want to lose weight, just just go and um, eat on small plates. Yeah, there is a there is a thing to that. There is. Yeah, they do say weight loss starts in the kitchen, right? It does, because yeah. fat loss does not happen in the gym. This is that's no. probably the biggest learning of 2021. It's like fat loss happens in the kitchen. It was it fascinating. Does. Okay, mm. so I have a question: dark chocolate buttons, what, what where, and how? Dark yeah. chocolate buttons. Yeah. Where do you get? Where do you, where where are you buying them? Are they like a a, a supermarket owned brand? Um, I, have, I have I have two suppliers of dark chocolate buns. <laughs> Are they interested in sponsoring the podcast by any chance? Um, well, Cadbury's is one. Cadbury's Bourneville, they do dark oh, chocolate buns. Oh, that no. Which is which is a which is a nice, uh, which is which is a, a nice kind of just middle of the road oh, um, if you can't find anything else. But Aldi have got um, like really kind of eighty five percent dark chocolate buttons. Um, it looks like it's from a, some kind of German Aztec Belgium. style. Oh, Aztec. Yeah, you know, like chocolate, you know, with the Aztecs and is it the Aztecs? It's South American. Yeah. You know. mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it looks like that. Mayans. Yeah, it looks Mayans, like, um, yeah. Like, like, like like that in a packet. Okay. Uh, and they're really good. So uh, I like good. mix it, mixing up between that. So dark chocolate versions of those. And I just literally saw them. So um, um, mm. stocked up. Nice. Nice. Okay. Mm. Good to know. Because I, I do love buttons and I do love dark chocolate. So knowing that you can get a good supply, because I hate Bourneville. I'm not a fan. So that, that, that's, that's good. Yeah. Sort me out a packet. That sounds wicked. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but we, <laughs> we have gone off on some random tangents, but dark chocolate buttons, I think has to be up there with the most random things we've ever talked about. I know this is a property podcast, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, but well, I suppose we, we, we're covering a little bit about mindset here. Um, we are, you are know, we? to you know, make the plate smaller, remove oh, okay. the temptation, have focus. Yeah. I, one thing I don't know about you, Nile. Whether you found that you've been more focused um, on everything. Do you have you had more of um, more more headspace? No. Okay. <laughs> Basically, no. <laughs> but have you had more clarity? More more. Um, more focus but i am more con- i'm being more consistency um yeah like i i've got my i've got a decent routine now as well 
like for going to the gym and stuff um, and conscious of what I'm doing and thinking about mm, maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't eat that or maybe I shouldn't do that. But I, well, for me, it has to be something that is sustainable long term. I don't want to do this for like three months and then just revert back to what I was doing before. Mm -hmm. So it's getting a proper sustainable plan in place rather than just a quick fix type um, thing. Yeah, because um, what I miss, especially now the sun's out, is walking down the street and you see all these people that go sit down in a cafe or you know restaurant and just sit down, you know, having a, a nice pizza and a beer. Um, just missing the whim to go like, oh yeah, fuck it, let's just go and do that. I had a pizza on Saturday. Did you? Yeah. Well, a vegan pizza is pretty, there are no calories in a vegan pizza. It's, just, are, it's still cheese and dough and shit. No, no, no cheese. Yeah, but like, isn't it vegan cheese? No, it didn't have any cheese on it. Oh, so you literally just did vegetables oh. on like a dough base kind of yeah. thing with a tomato. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. It was a tomato base. It was quite nice. Yeah, I quite like that. No, I'd, I'd go along with that. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, God, I've been the opposite to you two. I mean, where, you know, I've been a ninja all over lockdown. Like, mm -hmm. I was just absolutely convinced that I was just going to stay in shape. Yeah, since basically Easter, I've just been an absolute munch freak. Like, I've just eaten so much rubbish. And um, then I got a, a leg injury, so I couldn't go to the gym. And I just didn't <laughs> I didn't then scale back my, my calorie intake. And so I've literally just, everything's just got a little bit softer. And I'm like, what is going, you know, your 40th is this month. You had a target. You've completely shattered it. You fool. You absolute fool. Yeah, I'm really annoyed. But, you know, at the same time. I'll give you, I'll give you a tip. What? Um measure your rice when it's cooked yes that was a yes, there you go a uh, lesson in, we in all two weeks time three weeks time <laughs> we won't uh, recognize you will have, you'll have uh, disappeared <laughs> yeah oh i don't do any way i don't do any of that stuff i just do calorie stuff but like even then i'm just yeah i, I just honestly i just know that i've not, not been careful and just you know had way too much booze and like yeah i think so i'm the opposite now where you seem to have got in your flow i've completely gone out of flow where my routine was so slick behind closed doors with my online workout and my walk and my fifteen thousand steps every single day and my nutrition plan absolutely killing it as soon as it was all like now you have to travel to the gym and work out your own routine before the 17th of may when classes can start i'm in no man's land i'm not having to be self-disciplined i'm having to like work out my own workout routine and I'm yeah all over the shop all over the shop then I got a leg injury and then it was all like just like seeing people so you're eating more drinking more it's all gone to pot it's just gone completely <laughs> so what so what have you learned Joe what can you share with our listeners okay so the learning is and in everything in life property nutrition um, and yes. you know fitness included is that having a routine and bending and flexing your routine with change, unforeseen changes is absolutely essential. Don't just go all in like a fool, like I did. And I'm now paying the consequences, like seriously, like, yeah. Sustainable change. Sustainable is, it, is it a hard change. thing, isn't it? Sustainable really change. Hard. It is very hard, yeah. Really hard. I mean, the thing is, you know, you're gonna get back on track. That's the whole point of a routine and, you know, being adaptable or whatever. Mm. But it's a, it's a bit frustrating when I've just been so, it's been my thing, you know, I've been so disciplined and it's been so good for me, for my, my head and my body. And, you know, I've just, I've literally just in the last three weeks, just let it slide. <laughs> just completely let it go. <laughs> well, I think because you were so good for such a long time, muscle memory will kick in very quickly. So Definitely. it's not, it's not going to take a long time for you to get back on track. It's not going to take three weeks to undo it again. I hope not. I mean, the thing yeah. is, I only went back into the gym this morning and felt like, yeah, felt like straight back into it, you know, not as, 
uh, proficient, let's say. Not well, on so my you, A game. But... You, do, you, do need, you do need rest from these things. You know, if you're working out six, seven times a week, you know, you need hmm. like a week or two weeks of just doing nothing, just yeah. recover, let it all happen. Obviously, don't eat pizza and beer every night. But, yeah. but um, yeah, you, you definitely do need that time. You know, I've... Recovery. So, um, Lara and I woke up this morning and was like... We need a holiday. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I just need like a week day. or two weeks with just no thought about work. Mm. And as soon as I've had two days or three days of no thought of thinking about work, all I want to think about is work. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, me, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. You love another business by the time you come back off holiday. It's <laughs> <laughs> dangerous. No time off, Matt. No time off. <laughs> Well, it's funny you should say that because um, I need to talk oh, to you. No. Oh dear! <laughs> I think we might be buying a business. Huh? Oh. We only had our catch up two hours ago. Hang on a second. <laughs> I know it's happened since then. <laughs> Seriously, I'll leave you to your own devices for five minutes, and this, this is what you do. This is the problem. Yes. So, hang on, wait. Did you just do that to avoid your form filling? I bet that's what you did because you're going through quite a few refinances at the moment, aren't you? Uh, yeah. So I had to. Uh, thing is, because of um the routine and and monday to friday seems to be now we've got about 15 team members it's all filled with meetings and and one-to-ones and um uh, and recordings like this so really key in things to manage the team and to um you know create content and uh, you know try and inspire others to do cool stuff that um filling in mortgage application forms just doesn't seem to um they go high on the agenda for Monday to Friday. You know, so I did it all day yesterday, which was a Sunday. People haven't picked up on that yet. So it was um, it was good because there's nothing else to do. Um, I could listen, just sit and listen to the radio, but filling in mortgage application forms is just a... But I must, be, I must say I'm quite impressed with some, of the, with some of the interest rates that are coming through. Yeah? Yeah. We had, I had one for one of my buy-to-lets and it was just like one point three percent or something Ooh, lovely. stupid tasty 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 yeah yeah i've yeah. got to refinance um i've got four no six applications that i need to do and um now that things are, seem to be more settled on my um separation and divorce side um i've got so much divorce admin and property admin to do mm-hmm. and so it's going to be one messy admin all at once in one hit Am I ready for this? My goodness, you know. To be honest, that, that that's when you need the beer, the pizza, the gin, and right. all of that. It's yeah. like doing the doing the bookkeeping day. You know that, that kind of mm-hmm. yeah, doing all your self assessment stuff. You know, getting ready for the accountants. That that is definitely done best um, with a bottle of wine. I agree. Get into the swing of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good a, music and wine. And and well, music wine. I, I quite just chuck on a binge a netflix series for a weekend mm. with a bottle, with a bottle, yeah, bottle of wine or two and um just get the receipts out and make a mess and then it's just you need to have a balance right it can't be all gym and nutrition and health and boring stuff no and to be fair i'm normally you know, well, no, you, you know i've got good balance you've seen the the dark side um you know you saw it in hyde park not so long ago uh, true my, yes my you balanced your you balanced your bag of goodies no problem <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just to clarify something um, quickly, yeah. um, we, are, we are more organised than doing our accounts at the end of the year with a bottle of wine. I just was wondering if you were going to have to sort of backtrack on that. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> we have an accounts. Well, we have an accounts team as well. I was going to say looking after think, stuff. They do it, but um, historically, yeah, and they're not alcoholics. That is how it has been done. Um, now I prefer yeah. to take our finance manager out for a bottle of wine after doing it. After she's done it. After she's done it. <laughs> but there's still wine involved. Is the point? Oh I mean, hell yeah! Yeah, there's got to be wine. Involved. She would have it no other way. <laughs> no. Well, damn right. I think everyone needs to be remunerated with wine um, after doing that kind of task. And just, just to clarify, she also gets paid for what she does, not just in wine. <laughs> She's just not a raging alcoholic who just thrives on payment in wine. Oh, she may be. I don't, don't know. She... It's like the essential criteria on the <laughs> on the job application. It's like, do you drink a lot? Because you're going to need to with these accounts. <laughs> if, you, if you don't start practicing, because you're going to need it. <laughs> yeah. Or you will be driven to drink from the accounts that we are going to provide you. So, yeah. Uh, another cool admin thing that I've been working recently is the um, the Kickstart scheme. Oh, yes. Yeah. So this is good. This is good information for anyone who's, I guess, scaling up and thinking about taking on support. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, def- it's definitely a support role that you you want within your kind of business because these people are not necessarily highly skilled um they are generally young people to the age of 18 25 maybe gone to university but because there's a a big shortage of jobs at the moment on the whole lots of redundancies employment's quite high unemployment's quite high in that age bracket um then you get it's an employer's market you you get a lot of highly qualified people i think it depends where you are in the country because i was just having a conversation with a guy um and he's had some successes on the kickstart with um kind of software development mm. so i'm um, saying that there's very few placements like that but you've got a lot of um uh, you know a lot, a, lot, a lot of kind of um people that have done computer science um programming you know, whatever those degrees are and loads of skills but nowhere to implement them mm. so he's uh, he's had a lot of success with pe- good people there um and failed at kind of marketing people. That's where he's struggled. Um, where we've asked for about four marketing people. <laughs> so he's in a different area of the country. So um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's good. But uh, operations and marketing, supporting those tasks which you want outsourcing. Mm. You, know, you, you think about getting virtual assistants. Um, we have generally like a, an overseas virtual assistant and a kickstart person kind of working in tandem. That's our our aim for their six month placements which really is quite good. Cool. and so the just to reconfirm it's like the the kickstart person it's, it's work experience really for them isn't it it's kind of like a launch pad for them to get a really good bit of credibility and experience under their belt and so it's not paid work but it's, it, is, um, it is for them how is it because the scheme is paying the government, them, so they, they, the get, government they get paid uh, at least the minimum it's not wage, cost in the business other doesn't than cost the business anything in yeah, fact we yeah. get we get a grant to take yeah. them on as well yeah. as the, the the person for free so they um the government are benefiting obviously because that money comes to us um we, we can pay this the salary and they they obviously get their tax back and national insurance and everything they get all that back um and um if the person's really good and business and it helps business to grow then we're in a position to create new roles take on people take on more people and and uh, you know it has a positive impact on on the growth of business and i think that's as you said jay i think it's a really great scheme for people who are in a scaling up growing zone or who are maybe in a a period where cash flow might be tight but the ideas are good yeah um and because there's that valley of death period where you get you're in a business where you get to a certain bit where things are working well and you want to go up and then in order to go up the you know you need to take on 
mm. take on staff, take on you know, create new resources that has a cost to it, um, and the cost comes before your revenue goes up. So, uh, as a business, having free resource and um, obviously it takes up your time in managing them and making sure they're doing the right things. But you know, you can free yourself up quite a lot, even if you reduced your time in half um, on doing certain tasks. I think it's a highly valuable. Um, valuable scheme and was relatively straightforward to do an application um, as just as the business directly. In fact, I've heard horror stories from people using umbrella companies and actually just going direct is a lot um, is a lot easier. So hang on from as a human experience, what was worse going through the refinance process or going through the Kickstarter application process? Um, they're very different things. I didn't expect you to think about it that I know, much. I know the answer is obviously the refinance. Um, but um, I, I think what, if, if for me, I, I put a lot of onus on this kickstart scheme and being quite a difficult application. But actually yeah. when you get into the swing of it and just you when, yeah, as long as you've got a really good idea about how you're going to coach these people for, for the six months they're with you, because you have to coach them. Um, and you, and, it's just simple you just say i'm going to have a weekly one-to-one and a monthly review and then at the end of it we're going to they're going to build their cv and we're going to give them some interview practice and all of that and and um you know we're, we're outsourcing half of that to um friends and contractors that we know that can deliver that so and because we get a grant we just, just pays for it pays for their tech laptops any phones they need um, and we're probably still a little bit up which helps with our time for that's probably taken away you know managing them so mm. um it, I think it's again really positive and I, I said I put a lot of onus on it and once I got into the, the, the kind of the nuts and bolts of writing um, it was relatively straightforward mm. um, again the finance application is just a pain because when we've got when you've got portfolio kind of our size just going back and getting all the information oh, the days, um, yeah. you keep it up you keep it as up to date as you can but the last time we did a mortgage application was a while ago because we didn't buy anything in lockdown um so um we're, we're now refinancing um and we, we actually we refinanced a couple of things in lockdown but it wasn't moving banks it wasn't starting from scratch so uh, this is very much um yeah fun can we change the topic i'm bored yes. I, want to, yeah, I was gonna say i was gonna yeah. say i'm 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 surprised you guys haven't jumped in and stopped me already well, I thought Niall might, because I could see he was literally like, oh, God, this is going way I just, To be honest, it just like, zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> there was, I mean, literally, there was some useful information in there, but I think we've, yeah, I think we've taken it to, you know, the extent that we need to. But um, can I just talk about how mental the freaking market is right now? It's yeah. mental. Absolutely. Yeah. So from, like, the buying side, but also from the trying to find somewhere to rent side. So, Oh, yeah, what's I, that, what is that like? Oh, mental at the moment. So um, I'm selling my flats and as part of my divorce settlement. And so I don't want to have the pressure of just going straight and buying somewhere else because I actually don't know where I want to be or what I want to do. So I quite like the idea of just renting for a wee bit. So I've decided to kind of head back to where I used to live, which is Wandsworth, and um, be by the river, really, really nice. All I want is a two-bedroom flat with a garden so that my cats can go in and out. That's literally all I want, right? And I don't want it to be crap. I want it to be nice spec. It's almost like I'm asking for the impossible. It's the holy fucking grail of property right now because everyone's now decided, they probably saved up money over lockdown, so they've got more money to spend. Um, 
so the people are going from one bedroom to two bedrooms. So instantly the demand's there for that. Then you add the additional complication of an outside space, which is, you know, limited anyway and in high demand because everyone wants outside space now. And then, of course, you've got the third complication, which is having an animal or two in my case. And then you've got the challenge of so many landlords to this day do not like taking on pets, which, by the way, is just I'm literally kicking off. So I spent Friday where I've been quite reactive on right move. Something comes up. I phone. It's gone. It's literally it's gone within minutes of even it popping up on right move. Or I mention on the phone, I've got two cats. They're like, no, landlord won't entertain it. So I've, what I've done is I've systematically gone through every single letting agent in four key areas in Southwest London, and I've done the whole play the game, make them remember me, make them laugh, charm, mm -hmm. blah, 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 just like we do on the investing side. Um, and I've just said, if the landlord turns around and says that they don't accept pets, like don't just take that as a yes, that that's, you know, as a no rather, um, I'd like to talk to them personally because I'm a landlord and, you know, it's, we can surely reach some agreement. They're asking questions like, have your cats been declawed? No. And then I was thinking, why don't I just say yes? Because what are they going to do? Ask for a certificate or come around and like sort of splay my cat's claws. Like, what are they going to do? Like, is that what it takes to kind of get what it is I'm looking for? And it's completely different being on the other side of the fence. I'm not enjoying it at all. I'm really not. And I'm just pissed off all the landlords out there who are still hot on this anti-pet position. I think it's bullshit. That's what a deposit's for cats and dogs and whatever are part of the family I, I really I know we've had this conversation fairly recently but it's just experiencing it personally is quite yeah frustrating it's not that off well I guess we are all renting now then because well, you will soon be but yeah we, we still rent yeah. and we, we went through an agency when we moved into this flat three years ago yeah the longest time I've actually ever stayed in one place is in this flat for some reason um, but the experience we had of moving in here was awful as well. We didn't have pets to worry about. Um, but like simple things like the, um, it was a company like Purple Bricks oh, that, yeah. oh. that, that managed it for the landlord. The worst experience ever. Ah, because they're just so, so impersonal, isn't it? Very impersonal. Yeah, very impersonal. And the simple things like the, the, the people that lived here before did not clean the flat, but they were charged for it. And we had to get the cleaners in to clean the flat after they had been charged for professional clean. Yeah. And it's just like ridiculous. But you I mean, the thing is, when you're under time pressure as well, you've got this whole. <clears throat> so my first time buyers who are buying my place, they want to be in before the end of uh, June because of the stamp duty relief. Right. They, they that, that's that's a massive incentive for them. So I know between now and the end of June, I need to be out. So you've got that time pressure. You've got limited stock. And then you've got the added complication of difficult landlords. And it's like, I'm starting to sort of think, oh my God, am I going to have to compromise on what it is I want? But I'm just stepping into a, a time in my life of big change, but also growth in my business. I don't want to have to settle for less just because I'm being, you know, <laughs> there's all these blooming roadblocks being put my way. So I'm just putting it out there in a positive way that the, the universe is going to bring me something amazing. Thing. and you know what it actually did there was this incredible flat it was so nice it was a two bed in exactly the right location exactly where I wanted it to be really nice spec had an ensuite to the master bedroom really decent sized second bedroom plus an office space and, and external amenity at the right budget and I was like this is sweet of course ink was on the contract that morning when I made my inquiry I was like god damn 
<laughs> no, and they he would have tolerated uh, this particular animal would have tolerated pets. Well, tolerated, dare I say, tolerated. So yeah, and I was like, oh, and I've not found anything like it since. Like on Saturday, I went and viewed something, and I'm not joking. I literally just I didn't even bother. I was literally, I just walked out and was like, this is a waste of my time. You know, let's just not even waste each other's time here. I'm not going to bother. And then I went and saw another one, and it was just stupid things like you know, you'd, you'd have to go up two flights in order to get to the toilet in the night. And just, you know what I mean? I'm like, but it's a two bedroom in Wandsworth with a garden. I'm like, oh, can I afford to? No, I can't afford to be passing. I don't want to have to climb Mount Everest to go for a wee in the night. Do you know what I mean? You'll get your steps back up again. <laughs> yeah, true. Every cloud, every <laughs> cloud. Say, every cloud. Well, yeah, you climb into the clouds every time you go, but... No, definitely. Yeah. But I'm at a point in my life where I can pay more money. You know, I've got the money to go. I can really, yeah, I can, I can have somewhere really nice, but I'm really struggling. So I'm like, do I kill my cats? Do I? <laughs> do I kill my cats? <laughs> or not, or just tell them you don't have cats? Well, there's that, but then there's the whole inspection thing. And the thing is, you can't hide my one, especially Rafferty. I mean, you've heard him. Like, he just yeah. sings at the top of his voice when there is another human being around. So yeah it's just not gonna happen so I'm just yeah so I literally spoke to about 26 agents on Friday and just was like you will remember me like put me at the top of your list and it's just exhausting I have to say I didn't expect it to be this hard so tenants out there feeling your pain right now it's uh, it's a horrible business trying to find somewhere to rent at the moment just like it is trying to invest and buy something because people are just going I was, in I was just going to say landlords uh Wandsworth two bed flats with gardens go buy them right yeah right demand, but I was going to say demand. is is that because you're in London Joe or is it a, a nationwide issue because I can't imagine it could be that difficult across yeah. the country could it i think this is a london thing i think this is a london thing definitely because um, people are people who have hmos in london have struggled yeah it's true well sorry people that have had uh standard hmos would have struggled to fill them people with really yeah. high-end stuff and good quality stuff i think still managed okay yeah in the main as a bit of a generalization but in the main yeah. so i wonder if it's just a london thing that you're facing i think it's well, also a southwest london thing as well because the housing stock generally in the area that I'm looking at is um it's a lot of it's new build which was fine when I used to live around there because I did I had a lovely you know Riverside apartment or whatever but you know I can't do that with two cats now so I'm actually looking at you know period housing stock mm-hmm. in the main and of course you know that's uh in this particular area is 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 not as as popular or not as um there's not as much of it it's not as um available so yeah, I think I'm. it's just really difficult. It's like the compound effect of loads of like factors um, at a time where demand is high and supply is low. So it's just yeah. really tricky. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely depends on what it is that people want. And I think it is a nation. If you remember, um, you know, we had a couple of houses up in up in Burnley that were being relet, and they flew off the shelves. Yeah, very you know, quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Um, and... Yeah, I just I think it really depends what market you're in, where you are in the country. Um, if you've got something which people want, they'll always you know, there's always going to be um, a fight for it. So I think over the last year, houses with gardens, you know, prices skyrocketed. No, I know people that have sold who weren't planning to sell because they were like, "Hang on a minute, I get two hundred grand more for this house than I thought." Yeah, it's just the demand is skyrocketed. Like it's like, and also you like you compare student markets. Some of them have. Comp- completely taken off and some of them have really suffered like I told you in Lincoln you know I've had 
room price increases right across the portfolio whereas like you know colleagues who've invested in Guildford of you know or, or other areas with the student market have really struggled to to fill their their properties and you're like oh gosh you know it's just everywhere's different there's these pockets of demand that have just you know vary so so massively but generally the feeling is at the moment as you know I'm not buying at the moment but the those that are actively out there trying to source deals they're struggling because you know people are going in asking or well above yeah uh, we, we've yeah we've seen that in in the areas that we're investing in and it just it it seems like a a really annoying it's, it's really really annoying because you find a good deal you go through all the numbers you spend your time and, and due diligence on it you're like you just cannot get the numbers to stack it just doesn't work yeah although we did we did we, we did have we have had an offer accepted though one that works really really oh, well yeah, okay that's right congrats yeah yeah but it's not on a house it's not on a house but even commercial stuff we were finding wasn't working either yeah well i was yeah. um i was you know um our mutual friend jamie um he he was he did a, a post the other day and it was talking about exactly this you know that exactly what we were saying on our episode you know with claire um the last week's episode and it, there are just so many investors particularly foreign investors out there at the moment who are just looking to park money and they are always going to put you to the post because they're typically cash buyers they're going straight in they're happy to park they're not worried about an exit they don't have to get their finance lined up it's just straight in transact quick park the money enjoy the growth and you can't really compete with that when it's like that it's really difficult mm. yeah. it is true however i think similarly to how you're how you're looking for property if you are focused on what you want and you put it out there you, you tell people and then you tell everybody so like, this is exactly what i want therefore um when it turns up you're the one they think of yes um so it comes to you rather than comes to someone else so i think that's the power of, of focus and not flitting around as, as long as you know, there are the right types of properties um in the area that you want and you're not you know you're not a flogger dead horse um then it should be a case of yeah focus clarity and don't stop and find your way through these um through you know, through, through markets like this because um, there will be a time where prices drop and um life gets but well, things get cheaper to buy and there's a lot of people actually um waiting for a drop as well oh, a lot of investors that are waiting waiting for, i just think um, that's a full there end, don't you like it's just it's I think I they're, yeah, they're missing out on a lot of opportunities just waiting for something that might never happen. A hundred percent. And it's it's like to what extent what to what extent are you wishing that it drops? And like it's it's that classic, oh, I'll just wait, I'll just wait, I'll just wait. It's like what are you waiting for? Because you know, mm. it, now is always the time to be getting amongst it and buying. And exactly. you know, like whether it's a planning gain strategy or you're doing some form of capital enhancement and you you're gonna enjoy certainly in the interim some lovely growth, you know, certainly in time by the time you do your exit, you know, it's for the foreseeable it's nice it's crack on you know bend and yeah. flex your strategy get do some capital it, stuff in it. there yeah just get on with it i could i really do i struggle with this how i'll just wait till it blows over nonsense because like you know that that's the whole attitude of people with brexit do you remember when brexit was announced everyone just was all like oh i'll just wait for brexit to blow over well, that took three and a half fucking years to blow over and then covid blew in it's like what are we can do we wait for covid <laughs> to blow it's like you know what's going to come next what's going to come next there'll be something right so it's yeah it's just, yeah i just think the message is always just crack on isn't it um yeah, don't hang around. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. which is a, a nice uh, kind of 
bringing us back to where we started with dark chocolate. <laughs> How? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm just uh, the clarity of focus. And we we're talking about having having clarity of focus. At the yeah, you're right. Of uh, you know, in, in health and everything, and um, I think it follows through when when times are tough and things yo-yo, um, whether it's the market or your weight. Um, then uh, yeah, very good. Having, this is very. I know. Thank you. I'm 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 clutching at straws here. Uh, yeah, um, cl- clarity and focus um, gives you what you need to move forward. And I feel like it's something that we say a lot. I don't know whether we say it on the podcast a lot. I know we say I, know, I say it with my clients. Like we're teaching it. a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's something which, um, yeah, don't be swayed by the shiny penny syndrome. Um, don't be put off by all the naysayers out there because if you're put off and um, you're missing out the opportunity, others are, and just yeah. So when people say, "Oh, the HMO market saturated," or um, the you know, it's hard to buy houses right now, it's like, okay, great, cool, go, yeah, fine, go off you go. So I'll buy that house instead. Exactly, and it's like, what kind of HMO? Which area? Like, it's just so nuanced, isn't it? You can't do sweeping statements, especially in a market like this. Like, we're, we were just saying, there's just pockets of of different mm. appetite. It's completely bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's this very strange time. It's, and we're also in this limbo, aren't we, between, you know, sort of coming out of lockdown and being free. And so there's this sort of strange flurry of activity where people are just almost like just chomping at the bit to get out. So just investing in anything, I think. So there's a lot of stupidness happening, um, yeah. which will settle. It will all peter down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it will. It will. Yeah. Well, I think on, on that note, um, I'm going to say, I don't want to say thank you to a guest or someone, but I'm a thank you to my. You're welcome. I mean, I feel like wonderful I'm... co-host, uh, Joe and Niall, uh, for your insights. Some of our best work, now, isn't it? <laughs> we're, here, we're here every week, guys. We're here every week. <laughs> some, some people, some people are looking for change. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going to say goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Should it be a goodbye from me too, then? Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on Facebook search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Property Jam Podcast at Outlook.com. See, see you on, on the next, next episode. episode.